so you have no foundation at all. Now, the trouble's with your attitude. don't like the fact that when, as soon as I walk outside of my house, <laughs> it is going to be Niagara Falls running down the crack of my ass. Shut up and sit down. Last time on the show. These are dance moms, cheerleading moms, pageant yep. moms. Yep. Yep. So you want to sit here and bitch about a movie you don't even understand because you're too stupid to understand it. Yeah. Meanwhile, Billy Billy Ray, Joe Bob, you're getting her ready for toddlers and tiaras. She's she's three years old in a fucking bikini for no goddamn reason at all on a stage, flaunting herself out because mommy told her to. Living right. some vicarious dream through your daughter, you fat piece of bi- shit, you dumb bitch. On your <laughs> on your fucking fourth carton of cigarettes this week, drinking. You tell him. You know what I mean? Like, just shut up. Just shut your stupid fucking fat mouth. Just shut it. Just shut up. God. Yeah. All right. I'm recording. Welcome to another installment of Critical Mass. This is season M for Mexican season- because, it's, <laughs> because it's 12. That's yes. right. It hurts. Just take it in. It's episode two, and we actually yeah. have real live guests. Yes, Rocco, please introduce your, your guests. My guests are well. You you brought them to the show. I mean, you're responsible for them. So if they shit themselves or make a mess, it's on you. It is on me, and I'll have to clean it up. I got newspaper over here, so I think we're good. Um, today, from uh, you know our friends over at, at Don't Forget a Towel, I have uh, D Fat, D Fat, for the layman. Yes. I have Casey and Chris. Gentlemen, welcome. Hello. Thank you, Thank you for Hello. having us again. Oh God, another one. I I know it's it it's like it's one of those things, Casey, because you've been on the show a bunch of times now, where you're what just like oh shit, I gotta do this tonight. <laughs> I woke up yeah. just to be here today. Wow, <laughs> wow, that's that's an honor. It's pretty sad. That's an honor, Chris. Your second time on the show. Um, I'm gonna also assume you were just like fuck the show again. <laughs> Listen, I. I feel honored to be on this show. It's uh, it's right up my alley to get angry and 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 yell at people. So, um, and and then plug our plug our comic. You know, it's it'll be a good thing. Maybe maybe they'll still back it if if they're a Trump supporter, but probably not after today. No, no, no love for him here. Speaking of that, Dan, you said so. So we talked earlier, Dan. I called you up. I said, hey, you know, let's let's talk about this tonight, whatever, what have you. And yeah. you actually said I didn't watch the debate. Yeah, it's interesting that given your one phone call from prison, you called me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, weird. So I was a little honored by that, but a little weirded out. Yes, I I, I had did not watch. Today. Okay. <laughs> I did not watch the debate. Um, I didn't really think I was gonna gain anything from it and i also knew that social media was just going to basically explain to me uh what happened kind of like uh you know you like shut up si- man in sixth grade when you were supposed to read the book all summer but you didn't and then you just you you go to you get on your bike and you ride over to the store and you get uh 
What, what were those little things called? Cliff notes. Cliff notes. Thank you. I need cliff a cliff notes. notes on cliff notes. Um, so yeah, I knew the the internet would just give me the cliff notes, and I was happy with what I heard. You know, I mean, it's it's uh, happy meaning that I knew what was going to happen, and I wasn't surprised. Trump acted like a baby, like a child, and uh, Biden kind of held his own, from what I understand. He just sort of okay, he, this guy's full of shit. This guy's a clown. Listen, because you know t- Biden has a really short temper. I mean, he's gotten himself into some serious trouble in the past. So sure. some some are actually pretty uh, shocked by how well he maintained his composure. Well, and and yeah, I'm I'm gonna say I'm gonna make this comment quick, and then I want I would like to hear from our guests. Um, you know, my comment is pretty simple. It was a despicable display of where, to me, what a sacred thing that is the debates has mm-hmm. become. Um, you know, I was, I was hearkening back. I was just speaking to someone. I said, I remember when McCain and Obama were debating and they even had like folks in the audience that were able to speak. And one woman said, well, he's a Muslim. And, <laughs> and I don't like that. And McCain actually said, ma'am, he's not a Muslim. He's not a terrorist. He's a very fine man. I think I don't think I don't think that was a debate, Rocco, but you're right. It's a great story. But I think that was actually just during like a town hall that he was whatever. The point is that the two respected each other. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) They they emojis. They respected one another. And this is devolved into a screaming match. So I don't know whoever wants to go first. Casey, Chris, whoever wants to touch on this, your thoughts. I watched it. It was a shit show. I'll tell Mm -hmm. you that. Um, It was everything I expected it to be. Uh, It is a complete embarrassment for this country that this kind of show took place during what you said, Rocco, as kind of like something that is very important to our country. Something is very like Harold as as that the presidency is a very important position, period. And what Donald Trump does to it is a mockery. And what he does to the American people is a mockery. And he's a fool. And I'm sorry, but sitting there, I don't understand. Like, I honestly, I just don't understand where we are in society. And it makes me really sad and scared. I'm, I'm like you said this last, last night, a little post, Rocco, about being fearful for your family. I'm glad I don't have kids at this point. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know. You know, who knows? If he gets... If he loses and then he nukes the world in those four months, he goes, I got plenty. Of, he said that last night. I got plenty of time after after the election. He stated that and he does. Yeah. And he's a dangerous guy. Um, I don't know how we got here, but it's an, it's embarrassing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we got here because of Hillary Clinton, uh, meaning meaning that she was a really, really bad candidate. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> And there just there wasn't enough there wasn't enough evidence for people that were on the fence to make a decision in her favor. So a lot of people went towards him because they knew she was a crooked piece of shit. They didn't even need him telling everybody that. Now yeah. we have a situation where all the evidence, all the facts, all the horrible things he's ever done are only deepening everybody else in their opinion about him. Um, one thing I will say quickly about this debate is that I I. I think it's a waste of time because we're only digging our heels in people on the left are going, look how much of a fucking idiot he is. He's terrible. 
And then people on the right are, are probably thinking that he won the debate because he never stopped talking. So what's the point? Chris, you were going to say something. Yeah, I want I wanted to speak to that because they, they made it such a big deal. Like, we have to have this debate. Why? We know what's going to happen. We yeah. know what's going to happen next time. It is a waste of time. Like you said, people are, they know what they're voting for. And honestly, if you're still on the fence, I'm not sure what's wrong with you. Yeah, I was yeah. just going to say that. If you're on the fence, fuck you. Get the hell out. We don't even yeah. need you. Yeah, I agree. K- Casey, are you on the fence? <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know, it's funny. It's like I'll go into Reddit and I specifically follow uh, conservatives and ask Trump supporters just to see. You know what I mean? Just to see. Because I will say that the media in America is completely biased against Trump with the exception of a couple, what is it, OAN and and Fox News. But like, for the most part, it's CNN and C-SPAN and MSNBC and these people who all hate Trump, supposedly. So I do like to get a little bit more of a well-rounded point of view from people. And I just like to get inside their heads and go, like, what is it about this guy that you support because i i really just want to know and it's like i'm sorry to interrupt it's like no, when no, you go what? into a library and there's all this non-fiction and then you're like i want to wander into the fiction area sometimes right i always want to wander the fiction area but yeah no i i agree with that and um so what they said was basically what, what you know going off of what chris said is that he did a shitty job but he did the job that everyone expected him to do. And we're still going to vote for him because he hasn't changed who he is or what he stands for. Or like that debate did nothing to tell you anything about either person other than this guy's a bully and this guy doesn't bully back. Mm-hmm. But yeah. their policies and all those other things, fucked Fino. <laughs> I mean, if I'm a random a tire kicker who hasn't quite decided what they wanted to do. Well, I think, and, and I, that's something that really bothered me and something that just happened is that, you know, my, my, the wife and I had this conversation and she, she's not a political person, right? She's not someone who really follows politics. She's not someone that's very big into politics. She, she understands politics through like conversations her, her and I have. And a few days ago, she said something to me that was so simple but poignant, was that she said, you know, I wanted to kind of inform myself. So I went to Trump's website, and it was a, and we will do this, we will do that, we will do this, we will do that, with no explanation or understanding as to how. Mm-hmm. Biden's website, whether you like him or not, she said, actually had like, plans there like actual like with explanations and what it is that they're doing so not not just a what but a how correct what bothered me about this is these folks on the internet that say that they did all this research about how trump is going to do all these things and my wife who, again, not political, took the 15 to 20 minutes to just go to their actual websites and can make a differentiation 
with very little political understanding and just say, okay, this guy's website is just full of shit because it's we're going to do this, but know how we're going to do it. Like uh, one thing I guess she said, read something along the lines of we will end COVID-19 um, in, in 2021, you know, and okay, how, you know? So, you know, it's, it's insane. It's insane to yeah. me. Yeah. Chris? Yeah. I mean, right there, that's what it was. It was, this guy does not have a plan. And Biden said it over and over again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, Trump just continued to interrupt and talk about whatever garbage was flowing out of his mouth at the time. I, I couldn't even keep track. It was like, like they said, he's just completely like messed up on Adderall or whatever the heck he's doing. But he made no sense. He has no mm-hmm. plans. And Biden just kept reminding the people of that. And I and, you know, watching it, I you know, it was kind of like Biden went down to his level a couple of times. But I'm that kind of guy is like, yeah, tell him to shut up because I'm sorry. It was it was just it was an embarrassment. But how satisfying was it when someone finally said, would you just shut up? Mm-hmm. Like, call I don't understand. <laughs> they call, kept calling him a clown. You know, it it was like it it was to me that was so satisfying when he finally turned and slightly said, would you just shut up, man? I felt like he was speaking for and again, I'm not a Biden supporter. Biden wasn't my choice, but I felt in that exact second he was really speaking for us. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And I think that, you know, the plan was you laugh at a bully. And that makes them angrier. And that's how you kind of like you you diffuse that situation because yeah. they're really not good at coming back except for hurling insults. And that's what he did. And Biden sat there and he laughed and he, he stumbled a few times. And I wasn't overtly impressed by his performance last night. But what are you going to do when this moron's yelling at you for an hour and a half? Yeah. Maybe that was part of his whole game plan to knock him off his feet and kind of. Yeah, make it is. Boozy. But I mean, he, you know, Biden comes out and says things like, you know, there, there are plenty of police organizations that support my cause. And then Trump calls him out and says, OK, like what? Name one. And he's like, well, I mean, I'm not going to. We got to. Is, is my car on? Cause I, yeah, he did fuck is, up there. <laughs> you know, this, this is an example of why people on the left didn't even really want. I mean, I can't say people, but a lot of people didn't want him to be the front runner. Yeah. He's not the greatest candidate the Democrats have. He just seemed like the given from the get-go. And so that's when everybody just said, well, he's the best chance of winning. He's not the necessarily greatest candidate. He's old. He seems confused sometimes. He doesn't have the greatest political track record. Um, so, but he's not Trump. That's that's exactly, Dan. That's, that's what we have to look at. It's like... Do you like the status of our country right now? Do you trust Donald Trump? <laughs> or do you want to just say, hey, this transition president will be much better with Joe Biden? Transition president, yeah, because he's probably going to die within the four years if he even gets there. <laughs> he's mean, old, man. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. debates might yeah. kill him. But you know, the, it, the whole tax thing, too, has come out, too, and that's a huge bombshell, which, again, only only gives people on the right fodder to say, well, he's a genius. And then people on the left are pissed off. Like this dude's a businessman. He's like $1.8 billion in debt. He's a failure. He is an abject failure. Yes. So again, we just go around in these loops of like, 
obvious fact that's a huge red flag problem. Yeah. And nah, he's cool. <laughs> yeah. And it makes him a security clearance threat because all the debt he's in. Exactly. I mean, think think about that. He can that. be bought and sold. Think about that. But going back to uh, Casey, you said he's old. Like you made that point that, you know, he is old. Where did we get to? Like, if you look at America, like if you if you took a cross section of America, right? Where did we get to that we have a choice between two old white guys that that are that are our choices? When if you took a cross section of the U.S., it is, um, you know, Hispanic, uh, all people of color, you know, whether you're Jamaican American or African American or whatever, wherever you hail from. You know, you're Italians, you're Irish, you're, you got this, America is this literal plethora. Don't, don't forget your dirty wop dagos. Yo, man, those are the worst. I hate them. Oh, man, the worst, Dan. Ugh. <laughs> um, no, I love, I get my dad all riled up all the time because he's an Italian immigrant. I'm like, oh, man, Italians are literally the worst people in America. <laughs> like, they're the worst. But I can say that. Okay. Right. I can you're say allowed that. to. Yes. <laughs> I'm, yeah, Casey. Yeah. Well, no, that was that was another thing uh, on the on the Reddit's today where it was like, when are we going to get our our Generation X president? You know what I mean? Mm. Like, because technically, even Obama was, I think, a little bit outside of Generation X, maybe by like a year or something like that. It wasn't wasn't too far off, but mm. it's like th- there is going to come a point when mm. the next president is someone that we we as 40-year-olds or close to 40-year-olds can relate to, you know what I mean? And, and that is going to actually go, you know what? That climate change, we're all going to fucking die. We're yeah, all going to we burn, just like yes, California is. Literally, right now, today, as we're talking about Chris's. Yeah, exactly. Chris's really whole smoking, toys right? are on fire. I don't know why you <laughs> want me to ship them there. I've got a lot of water here. Um, but no, but seriously, it's just like, at some point, there's gonna have to be have to be somebody who is not a complete psychopath or gonna stroke out or you know what I mean gonna plan a nuke against uh, the World Trade Center or whatever. Like yeah, we, at some point we're gonna have a logical person be in charge. But for us, I don't know when the fuck that's gonna be. Like ten years, you know, literally twelve years. I don't know, three yeah. terms. We we all like you're talking generations. We have a major we we do have a major problem with a generation. It's called the baby boomers at this point. Um, well, yeah, and that's huge. It's a huge problem. And it's like he goes to Florida and he'll say he doesn't care about them. Either those voters are going to die in the next few years, or he's not. If he gets elected again, he's done after that. So it's like right. he gets them now, and then he screws over everybody anyhow. So it's like, yeah, please wake up. I know you're yeah. like he's. Mm-hmm. I know you're not getting your mess on time because of the post office, but like. Think a little bit harder, well, which is his fault too, right? Well, oh god, right? Yeah, Dan doesn't know anything about the post office. <laughs> Dan, Dan hey. is the face of the post office. Actually, they actually I have should his, be. his beard is now on the post office. <laughs> They're making it into a stamp <laughs> forever. Can I screenshot this? <laughs> um, quick, quick plug because you mentioned um, you mentioned global warming real quick. I listen to the New York Times podcast, and on Sunday, uh, they do a special thing called the Sunday Read, and it's usually an article that's printed in the New York 
Times Magazine. Yeah. Uh, this story was written by uh, Abram Lustgarten, and um, it's recorded with the Autumn uh, program or app or however you want to call it. But it's it's a very long um, interview, not an interview, but a, but a story. Please uh, read right the out, whole thing. Yeah, right out loud. Um, it's 45 minutes long, but it's it's just read it. <laughs> it's about this guy, and he talks about he talks about climate migration and what is going to happen in in the next 30 years. Let me repeat that: 30 yeah. years, if the climate crisis begins to worsen as it already has. And we are going to see mass exodus and moving of populations and how like a city like New York will have the funds and money to build a seawall around the city. But places like Florida have already stated that they don't have the money to literally not only build a seawall around its cities, but get the bridges higher. It's it is absolutely fascinating and terrifying. It's 45 minutes of your time. It's the New York Times Sunday read, the mass mi- migration of climate change. Please, it just came out last Sunday. Please listen to it. You will fucking want to die. Download it right now. Can't wait. It's funny, right. bring that up. it's funny you bring that up too because um, there's a lot of talk about the food shortage that's coming. Like how mm-hmm. it takes so much more food now to feed x amount of people that's that's exponentially growing so now these people are coming into these like are coming into smaller areas the demand's getting higher across the board and mm-hmm. it's just it's going to wear down those resources as well so we're just humans are just slowly destroying the land they live in one yeah. inch at a time <laughs> well one interesting thing about it and it, my god it was just 45 minutes of mind-blowing fucking facts and figures, really, they're just figures and theories. Yeah. But they were saying that the South is going to become untenable, and people are going to move up to the North in cities that are already depleted population-wise: Detroit, Cleveland, Buffalo, Rochester. And we're going to see a renaissance because there's going to be so many more people in, in you know, just coming up through our cities and living here because the climate is at least somehow doable and livable. And yeah we already have the infrastructure to, to take care of it. So that's kind of an interesting point as well, but it's still, it's terrifying. It really, please, please listen to it. Well, when those, when those Southern immigrants decide to come up to the North, you guys make sure that you treat them the same way they treated our friends from, you know, South of the border. So <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> I already do that. You put them in cages. <laughs> yeah, man. I got a whole bunch of Southern people here just in my basement, just in cages, you know, it's just, right. it's what, it's what you got to do with those fucking people. Um, no, I just, honestly, I don't see losing the South as a huge loss, minus my family that lives down there. I mean. <laughs> Mine too. And, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't, you know, like, oh, we want to secede. Go ahead. <laughs> like. Yeah, we don't good. need you. And they keep talking about, I hate when people say New York is a welfare state. Because of how many how many uh, public outreach things that we have and our taxes are really high. But what people don't understand is how much money we contribute to the pool that goes to other states that can't afford shit. Um, and they happen to always be fucking red states. And those are like 
I would be considered the welfare states. It's it's ridiculous. It's it's yeah. absolutely ridiculous. Chris, did you have a comment or? Oh yeah, red state welfare is what's destroying this country. When California is the second, you know, behind is the fifth largest economy in the world behind the United States, and we're sending a lot of our federal money there to to Washington. You know, it's 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 kind of a no brainer. We can't rake our forests. I mean, we don't have enough money to hire people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to rake them. You got to rake gotta, the forests. That's, up, that's I didn't even know that until I moved out here. I was like, I had to go buy a rake. Yeah, and just go to your <laughs> forest. You just rake it out, and then the fires will stop. <laughs> Media. Yeah. Media. In the middle of the fire, just get your rake. Just get out there. <laughs> You're not raking hard enough. I don't know why they even sell extinguishers. Just sell rakes. Yeah, exactly. You got to clean up the stuff. <laughs> hey, I brought back football. <laughs> During the debate last night, Trump randomly exclaimed that. Remember? <laughs> yes. I did not know that. I did not know that. In the middle of the debate, he randomly exclaimed, I brought back football. (laughs) He's such a toddler. So wait a minute. Also, let's just real quick before we go to break, (laughs) let's talk about the idea of his, uh, what are they called? Bad boys? Good boys? The proud proud boys. Proud boys. His little proud boys there with their AR-15s and their tactical gear. Um, You know... I think the left media is typically is kind of painting them as white supremacist, and that's not necessarily the case. They're just they're, not actually, they're yeah. just assholes. Yeah, you know. Um, but he he was given the chance to actually verbally put down denounce. white supremacy or denounce them, and and he didn't. He just like, well, well, I'd rather just say that Antifa is worse. No, he did worse than that. He said, stand by. Yeah, yeah he, he said, stand down, stand, stand back. by. That is insane. Stand back and stand by. Insane. That's insane. Stand back and Like, stand they're by. his yep. personal army. Right. They think and, and he was like, you know, I want to make sure that, you know, you guys go down to the polling place, keep an eye on things. You know what? That's, that's insane. Yeah, it is. That's, that's voter intimidation. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, this this country is absolutely fucked, by the way. I don't see how we're not headed towards a civil war. I really don't. I know that's really grim. And negative, but I really think we are completely fucked. If Biden doesn't win, something's going to happen, dude. I, I'm, I think, and I, and I know that uh, myself, Casey, and Chris, we've had this conversation before, and you've heard my viewpoint, um, and I haven't said it on the show. Um, but in essence, Dan, I think there's going to be more violence I think there's going to be more yeah. attacks. I think more people are going to get hurt. But a full-scale civil war, I cannot see these AR-15 pussies. You know, Master Chef is on tonight. Oh, but it's the revolution. But it's Master Chef, and like oh, I'm not oh, going to get up. I'm not going to get up from my couch. I'm just using Master Chef as an example. I'm just saying we so are true. so indoctrinated with reality TV and consumerism. It is a built-in anti-civil war. Uh, measure that the U.S. has already taken a long time ago with capitalism and telling us we need to watch reality TV, we need to watch this, we need to do that, we need to buy this. Oh, the revolutions today, Target's having a sale. Like I'll also I'll give you ten to one odds that when President Trump leaves office, whenever that is, he has a reality show again. Oh, oh from jail. No. Anyway, uh, absolutely from jail. Yes, they'll film. I mean, they already have from jail, but TV. I. I 
yeah in jail. he'll he'll be in fucking what is it costa rica wherever they don't do jails for people like right. him. right he'll be we'll in the next somewhere yeah he'll be there chris did you have well, a comment i did i, I just kind of lost my train of thought there oh here's the thing if trump wins who knows what's going to happen with civil war if he loses and people try civil war and then Biden has to just, you know, snuff them out. I'm okay with him doing that. So, I mean, we're yeah. just so clearly divided. It's disgusting. And it, the violence is only ramping up. I mean, but the know, thing is, is but I, I guess my point is, is like he you got this moron in charge of the, the largest military in the world. And he's and that's that's the scariest part. But the minute that's out of his hands. What are these? What do these basement dwellers have? Nothing. It's just. It's like go back, or you're going. To, you're going to jail or worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just want to remind everyone that Obama wore a brown suit once. Yes. Oh my God! I can't believe that. So I, I'm still losing sleep over it. <laughs> Honestly, you know, I bought my brown suit because of him. <laughs> can I? I, I ha- this is just how my brain works. But I was actually during the de- debate last night. I don't know why I thought this. You were touching but yourself. I, I just want I I can't imagine how many times behind closed doors Trump has called Obama the N word. Like I I was just thinking about that last night. Like oh my god, I yeah. never thought of this before. But I bet that racist motherfucker has has just just unloaded on the n-word like i wish someone from inside could just be like oh yeah that's all that's all he ever says in fact that's i don't know i don't know because i think even behind closed doors trump is smart enough to know that he's probably being recorded somehow i think he's paranoid like he believed that trump tower was bugged i don't know man i mean what about that by the obama administration what about that? What was that Bob Woodward or Woodard or Wood? Bob that, Woodward interview. It was during an interview that he was that he was told he was being recorded. Yes, and he still said stupid shit. <laughs> so like because that well, I'm only folding in on my own argument, but that stupid shit that he knows even his followers don't give a shit about. I actually, I don't think that Trump. I'm not gonna say that I don't think he's racist, but I. Because he is, but at the same time, I don't think he would ever use that word in public. Really? I, yeah, I don't. I actually think like anyone who supports him, he supports. That's it. Like if someone's yeah. fluffing him up or yeah, literally mm. fluffing him, you know what I mean? Like I don't think yeah. he gives a shit what you look like. I True. think he'll take anyone's support, and I think like he's gonna look down on anyone who's not him. You can be Hispanic, you can be black, you can be Asian, you can be anything, and he's going to look down on you. I don't, and white. And poor white people. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like That's why he talks shit about all the Republicans. And, oh, if I was going to run for president, I'd run for a Republican because you, they're stupid. I don't think he really does see color. I think he only sees himself and anyone who's not him. So I, mean, I, I, I just don't think he actually would use that word. I mean, I think that that's fair. Um, I think that that's a that's a fair assessment. Mm-hmm. I think that he, I think he hates everyone. I think he genuinely, I think rather rather than he supports well, anyone that supports him, there's no one in this world he hates more than his own followers. Poor, dirty, they don't have. I mean, 
seriously, it's have you guys watched the documentary? It's like a five part documentary series. The wife and I watched that on Couldn't Netflix. Do it. Couldn't do it. But I mean, if you take a look at with the whole argument of the race racism within Trump, take a look at the idea that he called all those countries shithole countries. I mean, I think it's evident and pretty clear that he does look down on people, uh, yeah. regardless of whether or not they support him or not. I, I think it's it's within his purview and possibility of of using the N word. There's no doubt about it in my mind. I just don't think that he's stupid enough to just use it casually, even behind closed doors. Mm. Um. Because I think he's so paranoid that he thinks he's being recorded and someone's going to hear. Yeah. It. I mean, after four years, we would have heard it by now. Do you know what I mean? I agree. But yeah. Central Park Five, right? What's Say that? Again? Central Park, Park Five. Park. That was a while ago, right? And yes, that's right. I mean, that's that was good evidence of how he feels about you know exactly. certain people. So right, I don't. It, it's such a it's such a so many problems. I mean, he still is a piece of shit. I mean, right. like that's, that's the greater point. Yeah. He's not a good guy. He's not yeah. a good guy. He's a huge piece of shit. He absolutely is. So, gentlemen, um, all of all of us, let's go ahead. Let's take a break. When we come back, let's talk about Pursuit of Plastic. Let's talk about uh, getting naked with just a bunch of guys, um, you know, and it's just why that's fun. You know what I mean? We'll talk about that when we come back. Are you a small business looking to advertise on Critical Mass Podcast? Well, check us out on our Facebook page, at Critical Mass Podcast 69. Contact us there to find out what your options are. We'd love to get the word out there about your business. Check us out. Welcome back, folks. Uh, I'm going to do a live read for you. Uh, Critical Mass Studios, uh, actually uh, TCFB, they come from Butt Studios, uh, our parent company, uh, has come up with with uh, stickers for the holidays. And it's it's a series of trees, uh, something like that. I'm not quite sure. The marketing people um, are, were high when they told me. It's something about all holidays matter stickers we're going to be sending to our favorite fans. So if you're interested, uh, slide into our DMs. By the way, I don't know what that means. And um, we'll send you some some stickers for all holidays matter. That's, you know, Dan, I just... Um, it's really nice. I, we need new sponsors. Jesus. <laughs> like... God, last year... Well, that's, last they're not sponsors. That's the TCFB studio head right there coming up with the oh. great, great sticker idea for All that's Holidays my, Matter. That's my daughter, too. So, like, yes. wow, that's incredible. Don't worry. She was using a, a secure email, not a private server or anything. Oh, okay, good. A little tidbit, a little bit of uh, uh, critical mass uh, trivia for those of you that... Uh, haven't been listening to us for a long time. Our studio is actually called They Come From Butt Studio. And if you <laughs> listen to the end of every episode, you will hear a little girl giggling hysterically and saying they come from butts. Um, when my daughter was two, I just mic'd her and I started asking her questions, just silly questions. And the best thing we got was that, her giggling, that little sound bite of her giggling and going, they come from butts. And my question was, hey, where do farts come from? 
and she was two, and that's what she said, and that will forever be our end of our show. So if you if you don't listen all the way to the end, you should. It's it's pretty funny. And then uh, we decided to name the studio that. So uh, yeah, she's the head of the studio. Right. <laughs> so moving on, Casey, Chris, you are here. Um, for a reason, and we're today we're going to be talking about herpes and how it hurts everyone that both of you know. No, just kidding. Um, we're here to talk about um, your comic that's coming out, your Kickstarter that's that's out for it. Um, you know, Critical Mass we contributed. Um, I know it wasn't you know a lot, uh, but we wanted to uh, make a contribution because I believe in the work that you do. Dan told me off screen he doesn't. Um, but I do. So that's why I thought <laughs> that I would donate. Um, honestly, I'm excited about the comic. I like the premise. Um, I know you're both the creators, so you guys can fight amongst yourselves. Give a, give the, give us a little taste. Tell us a little bit about this comic. And then Dan and I are going to start pepper spraying you with questions like the Rochester, Rochester police department. <laughs> Chris, why don't you take it? Cause you're, uh, across the, the pond and i'm i don't want to get pepper sprayed it's all right i got you know the elevator uh, pitch that we got going we've been working on it uh so uh pursuit of plastic is the third title from defect comics it is a cosmic adventure about two friends they're sassy robots and toy hunting I, can you be more specific what does toy hunting mean to the lay person that's that is a good question, Dan. So, in this in this world, there are people so geeky that um, they don't just go to the store for groceries or diapers or anything. You know, they go for toys. And so, these companies they put out amazing collectibles for adults, and they're not they're not sex toys. Um, they're collectibles, action mm-hmm. figures, and um, they could be sex toys. They you tried they, really hard. They could be. I mean, if, you know, if they're handsome enough or pretty enough, you know, you could really get into it. So, um, or shove them into it. But anyways, um, toy hunting is the art of going into, say, a Target and um, seeing if the newest action figure is there and picking up before the scalpers get it. Correct. Also looking for things I would say are rare, too. Would you agree, Chris? Like rare finds like uh you know for instance that diamond encrusted energizer bunny pop that i found i mean i haven't been able to find that anywhere and you know that was exciting there was some excitement with that i don't know exactly that's the next level of it um variants uh chase figures all of that so that's that's in all honesty that is um toy hunting is a lot of fun uh, if you're into it, in the collecting, and you do get that rush when you run into a figure like that, and yeah, that's that's really uh you know those holy grails and and whatnot in in toy collecting are are what it's all about. Hmm. Um. So I was just curious how how often do you cry yourself to sleep? I'm crying <laughs> now. Yeah, I've, I've been crying since the beginning of the show. It, it hurts. Um, no, um, that's we get no, that effect a lot, though. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I found out the last time I did this show. Uh, cry for days. No, the you know I get more uh, I get more of a rage than a, a sadness. 
Oh, uh, I see. Must be hard to fall asleep. It it is. I don't sleep most nights. I'm actually so, looking at the website now, and I'm looking at the artwork for The Pursuit of Plastic and The Jesus Twins, both of which, uh, I guess they're both pretty recent, right? They just came out? Uh, Jesus so, Twins, yeah. The Jesus oh, you Twins. Want, you got to take it? Am I taking it? No, Who's go ahead. Like, I, got, I got a camera leg. Sorry. Or is no, it maybe no. Je- Jesus Twins? No, no. It's, they it's, look Mexican. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so we're diverse here at DFAT Comics. Um, There's actually no Caucasians, though. I'm sorry, in any of our books. (laughs) Racism against white people. I have heard that on a debate or two um, recently. Wow. But, you know, here's the thing with us, is that we we actually try to appeal to everybody um, as much as we can. Yeah. We got silence from you, Casey. Casey Jeez, I just went on a whole rant about how much I love George Bush. All right, sorry. (laughs) Shit. Come back. We lost all that audio. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We try to be as diverse as we can with our titles, as well as the people behind the titles. And... We're really excited to put out these fantastic type of stories that kind of appeal to everybody, regardless of you being a comic book fan or not. You know, if you're just a story, unless you only read nonfiction and then I guess just whatever, man, I'm sorry, we're not going to help you out. Maybe someday. Well, I just wanted to mention how great the artwork looks. Um, It looks like for Jesus Twins, the artwork was by ariel someone named ariel and by venetius for uh the pursuit of plastic can please correct me so the banner on our site uh does feature some older artwork uh so to answer your earlier question uh jesus twins is in the works um and pursuit of plastic we uh it's been in the works for a couple of years and so we've we had an artist on the uh, at the beginning uh, but because of scheduling and whatnot, um, it kind of it fell off. So we actually found uh, a new artist. His name is RJ Silvers, uh, who we think his art really aligns with uh, what we're going for, that that 80s cartoon feel uh, and uh, just really bright colors. And, and I, what he brought to the what he brought to the project, uh, we were really impressed because uh, if you watched one of our other interviews, he this is really one of his first uh, true comic book uh you know, projects that he's been working on. So I see you just, so a, a couple questions. So question number one is, you know, I know you guys have, you know, this isn't your first comic, you know, based on knowing you guys, this isn't like the first one in terms of defect comics, but when let's say it was your first one, you know, back way back when, like you're not Marvel, you're not DC. So at what point do you say, like, how do you, how do you start? Where do you just go, I'm going to make a comic. Oh, I know this artist. Cool. Let's just ask him if he wants to dedicate his time to this. Is it the love of the story? Is it you're hoping the comic gets noticed? Is it all of those things? I mean, you know what I mean? Where where, where did it start? And how do you start? Like, how the fuck does one start? Mm. Yeah. So, um... Basically, 
because Chris and I have no, well, maybe he has a little bit more artistic ability than I do, actually, but I have zero. That's and, what he told me, just to be honest. He told me that. So. Yeah, I'm sure he did. <laughs> I'm sure he fucking did. Um, and then, <laughs> so I met my artist for Hollowed, which is the first Deepak Comics um, release at a Comic-Con. I liked what he draw, uh, you know, what he drew. I said, hey, um, I think that you would be a great person to bring onto this project. And he agreed and we collaborated. And then the other couple of people, we actually just met on Instagram and, you know, just liked what they were doing and said, hey, we have this idea. What do you think about it? And then they signed on. Now, I mean, we're paying them you know, for their work and they should because, you know, it, they should get paid for their time. Chris and I are not getting paid for our time, but it's because of our love of comics and to see these characters that we created uh, come alive and show up um, that we do it. Yeah. Mm. So, that, but how do you start? I mean, you just write. If you're a writer, if you're an artist and you draw and, and that's it. Okay. No, I, uh, it's funny that, that, you know, you say that my daughter, I've got her really into comic books right now, which is to me just so thrilling. So short, funny story here. Um, her second grade teacher tells her that. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> wow. Dan. So I, I wasn't even close to being done yet, but thanks Dan. Um, no, I'm so... sorry. I think. I think mine skipped ahead. I heard, I heard that part. <laughs> oh, okay. Sounds great. No, my, so my daughter's second grade teacher said that she has to independently read. So the suggestion is, is that she reads with a parent, but you're reading two separate things. And then for reading comprehension, you have a very short conversation because she's seven. And your so you reading have... levels are pretty much the same. Exactly. Right. No, that so I went, I went to the I local comic it. shop. And I said to the dude, hey, I said, you know, she's obsessed with DC Superhero Girls, that cartoon show. So I said, do you have any comics? Because I know that they have comics. And he's like, oh, yeah, and they're her age. So he orders them up. I buy her the whole stack for her fucking birthday. Like, I, like Dad went a little nuts on that. And anyway, the, the teacher's like, she's got to read every night. I'm like, is a comic book okay? She's like, is it words? <laughs> I said, Yeah. So now we literally, we, we lay down in her room. She's got a little reading nook in her room and she reads her comic and I read mine and, you know, we talk about them after, of course I have to give her like the G rated version of what I'm reading, but it's still like, you know, it's still something that's great to share. So, you know, uh, Casey, I think, you know, and, and no offense, Chris, but <laughs> Casey, this question is more for you. Um, you put out a piece of media and I think about this with my podcast all the time, you know, there in a way you're immortalized to your daughter. So like, you know, not to sound morbid, but when you're gone, she's always going to have that paper comic and that's always going to be dad. You see what I'm saying? Do you think about that? <laughs> no, not okay. until right now that I'm dead <laughs> and my daughter has only this, this, this comic to, it's to more than that. Over. That's it's all she treat. has. It's, it's your creativity, but you you put your creativity into that. You put your personality into that. That's yeah. important. Well, he, you know, there's also podcasts and that you know the thing called the Rock Connoisseur. <laughs> yeah. And 
you can watch that. You should, you oh, know, with many you... photographs. I'm sure there's photographs of him somewhere. Oh, actually, I refuse to be photographed, okay, Dan? And if I swear to God, if you screenshot this, I will fucking find you and shave you. <laughs> you know, I, I have... I'm sorry to ask deep, poignant questions on this show. I guess we'll just change our format for you, Casey, okay? <laughs> God! Uh, <laughs> no, but, I mean, legit, I've, I've never thought about uh, my legacy before. Um, I just hope that, you know, with Pursuit of Plastics specifically, it's a family-friendly comic. I would not be uh, afraid to share it with her. Some of the other comics in the DFAT comics library may not be quite kid-friendly yet. Uh, she might have to wait a few years. But, you know, yeah, I would, I would be more than happy to do what you and your daughter do, which is kind of like read her these comics in a PG-rated uh, way. You know, that would be great to share that. Well, yeah. besides, besides it being kid-friendly, you know, i got to be honest, it doesn't sound very eco-friendly. Yeah. Plastic. Yeah, you know, Early. it's funny. We we aim specifically uh, towards people who um, burn fossil fuels and uh, <laughs> like to put things in landfills. It was kind of one yeah. of those. We really you're, wanted you're to. Untrue. That is untrue. That is untrue. <laughs> we are pursuing that plastic to recycle it. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, untrue. I see. Whatever. Untrue. Recycling was only in the 90s, Chris. We don't have to do that anymore. Untrue. I live in California. That's true. I don't know what heated state you live in, red state welfare. But no, 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 I was, I was talking to some coal miners earlier. They told me that we don't have to do any of that shit. God King Trump told me. God King Trump said, I don't have to recycle anymore. He said, fuck them dolphins. Yeah. And then he well, snorted a line of Adderall. <laughs> listen, if, if, if all of you out there are worried about renewable resources listen then the digital tier for pursuit of plastic is for you we won't ah. kill any trees we won't you know put any poisonous chemicals in those inks nothing it's all digital I have so to there say, there is a digital form of this uh yeah publication eco-friendly and, we like to call it yeah and let me just move into my next question which is you have a kickstarter for this right what yeah. is a kickstarter to do to get it published somewhere kickstarter is a form of crowdfunding uh so there's a few different platforms which people use uh and so kickstarter is basically is based around getting the project funded so if you if you set a funding goal if you don't reach it it doesn't happen you can relaunch uh try it again of course but that it's basically um getting people to follow you and selling your idea and getting them to support you so that I that definitely, but like, what are you gonna do with the funds? Like, so you get the yeah. funds. Do you have like yeah. a printer? Oh. You just go. So Here's the cash. Yeah, no, no. Print my shit. Dave's question, yeah, is what are we what are we gonna do with that money instead of uh, just that's... snort snort plastic and um, renew it that way in Vegas? <laughs> I don't. I'm not traveling anywhere. There, who knows what's going on in Vegas, man. <laughs> I do. It's um, a great time. Yeah, no, we, you know, we take the money and um, we make the comics from that. We print it that way and put it towards shipping costs. As you know, as a master shipper, I think that's your your TM. Uh, we <laughs> we it costs money to do that, surprisingly, and we got to get it to people who 
we uh, bamboozled into giving us money. <laughs> so, uh, so to be specific, what you're doing is you're circumventing the whole publication process. You're gonna you're gonna make it yourself and send it to the people that want it. Yeah, hundred percent. That's what we do. Uh, direct to consumer, and and we think it's the better route to go at the moment. Anyway, um, I like having that connection to people around the world outside of just the Rochester, New York, uh, you know, comic book shops, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. because they don't answer my phone calls. So they suck ass. And, um, <laughs> you know, the, uh, Hey, I've reached out to them. Oh, we only go through diamond. Okay. Well, diamond, Fuck diamond. fucking hates you. So Fuck. I'm sorry. But are they, is, is diamond, oh, um, shots now that fired. I'm, now that I'm like, and Dan, Dan, for you to have a little bit of an edification, as this is something <laughs> I just learned, Diamond is, if I'm correct, the largest comic distributor in the world. Is that it's correct? Monop- it's a monopoly. It's about 99% of comic book distribution in the world. Yeah. The, irony, the irony is that it's called Diamond. Which, Which is, is so diamonds rare. are known for being completely controlled and monopolized by the De Beers or whatever <laughs> corporation. Yeah. It's all connected. You know what I mean? Like, that's fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah. So, so if I'm just getting this straight, Casey, and please correct me if I'm wrong, um, you're getting denied. Is it because they have a specific contract with Diamond or because they're lazy or both? You've been in the comic book shops, just yeah. in general, regardless it's of... Big diamond boxes. I see them. Yeah, but I mean specific... Or sorry, not even specific to Rochester. Like, you go into a comic book shop, there's a certain type of person behind the counter who looks at you like, who the fuck are you? Do you actually like comics, regardless of your beard? Oh, and um, they judge you based off of the fact that you're not wearing a comic book t-shirt, right? Chris aside. And then... <laughs> you say, hey, I have this comic that I made, and I think it would appeal to your readers, and it's locally made. And they go, well, is Batman in it? Is Spider-Man in it? Oh and my you God. go, listen, dude, this is different. This isn't that yeah. thing. Like, maybe somebody is interested in this. And they go, eh. So, you know, hey, like, it's bullshit, Chris. Yeah, I just want to speak to that. I mean, it is, it's the salesman. Are you lazy and you just want to sit there and, and let the comics sell themselves? Or do you want to be a part of oh, yeah, you know, a do. local? <laughs> I know they do, but it's like if I had a shop, I'd be like, look, a local artist or a local writer, a local artist, like here, check yeah. out this book. I mean, that's that's the community we're supposed to live in, like support each other. Like, I don't know why they sit there and they act like they're not independent shops. They're in the, like, I don't know how a lot of them survived COVID. I know they didn't. And so it's, it's, it's there saying, why wouldn't you support other independent people? I don't get it. This is bizarre to me. This whole thing is fascinating because if you compare independent comic book shops, which I think are on the rise, I don't have the numbers to prove that, but I just have a general sense that like, over the last 20, 30 years that they've grown stronger. I mean, I think the comic book movies, oh, they have declined? Uh, I mean, am I wrong, guys? I I feel like there's been a resurgence in comic books because of the whole comic There There has been a resurgence in comics since Iron Man hit the screen, honestly. Right, right. And and so he was... 
Well, maybe not the shops, but comics at least. So, but if yes. you compare the comic shops to local music stores, for example, yes, they're selling major labels. They're selling big brand stuff, but they also have plenty of local stuff too. Is there a highfalutancy? Is there, you know, condescension? Of course. Uh, but when you say that you walk into these comic book shops and you say, here's a local comic that we made, it's all American, it's local, it's made out of the tears and fibers of dead children, who wouldn't buy that? I, okay, forget that last part, but still, it's local, <laughs> it's great, it's original, it, you know what I'm saying? It, it's not just another Batman comic, and and why wouldn't these local comic stores at least have a little stand for our local section. I, you know, I think that does kind of speak to um, the profit margin of running a brick and mortar shop now uh, as well. So maybe, yeah, maybe they get, they've gotten screwed by independent comics in the past, but that's also because you're not working it. So work it. But I do believe that Rocco, Rocco might not be wrong where, you know, they're, they've been declining, but also online sales are, are exponentially increasing. So I want to open a shop. I'm not opening up a brick and mortar. I'm opening up an online shop. And I spoke to somebody that, you know, I knew back in Nyack who ran a shop and he was like, you can't believe the business I do on Amazon. Mm. And, and it's just, that's, it is really where the money is. It's online. People don't want to, you know, it's just easier to shop that way. It's hard to go through shops when they're like not organized. You know, Casey can speak to that as well. It's 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 annoying. Well, oh, are they disorganized? Is it like the House of Guitars in these places? It can be, de- depending on where you go. But yeah, it's very quite bad at certain places, as I've seen at least. Very messy. And then like you know, I'm looking for this comic. Ugh, you know, like <laughs> you're just like. Okay, are you gonna help me? Really? <laughs> like you're you're bothering them? Yeah. Yes. I want to oh. give you money. Uh, like I have to stand up, uh. walk over, look for this thing that I know exactly where it's at, but you don't because you're an idiot. Then take your money. Yeah. Like, how do you how do you come in here and not know where my stuff is? This is the email <laughs> that I got. Oh boy. We don't take independent comics because we got to bring them into our inventory. We have to scan them in, and um, and then isn't that what re- that's what retail is? Yes, exactly. I wrote a very evil email back because I'm like, I've worked in retail sales my entire life. Like that's literally how you take something into inventory. You take it in, you scan it or make yeah, a barcode, and then you right. put it out for people to buy. That is right. literally how retail works. Yeah. I do that in my living room with an app on my phone for every comic I buy because I know right. what I'm doing in the future. I don't get it. Yeah. It's, it they're lazy. Any... I mean, you know they're lazy. We all know that. They're just fucks. But anyway, yeah. So we're on the Kickstarter I mean, route because of this. this. Is the, okay. Well, this is fast. I didn't know any yeah. of this. So that's crazy. Knowledge I mean, is power. I, I... Yes. <laughs> I know that not everyone has the same experience, but I, I'm quite good. I enjoy going to the comic book shop that I go to. <laughs> and I know that not everyone agrees. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, you know, the, the guy there is the owner. 
And name names. That, name names. That dude always uh, always has my bags and always has them filled with what I want. Um, and always ha- or will special order things for me. Or, you know, I'll ask for suggestions on new shit. And um, I did feel a little judged at first, though. Like, when I first went there, I definitely got mm-hmm. that whole, do you even read comics, bro, kind of feeling. Yeah. Um, I, but as I continued to go, and as I continued to actually start getting, like, like ordering many multiples <laughs> every time I go, and being there twice a week, because I'm there twice a week now, um, to pick up my orders, you know, I, I haven't had any bad experiences. But I guess, you know, I've been to other places where it's exactly what exactly what you said, Casey. It's ridiculous. Hopefully they listen to this podcast and they change their tune. All of them. Everyone who listens. And for those that are outside <laughs> of the area, you know, the House of Guitars reference, I just want you to know, apparently this is a world-renowned music store with um, upstairs, ground floor and upstairs being musical instruments, guitars, etc. But the basement is basically a large dumpster <laughs> of 30-year-old CDs. And t-shirts and memorabilia that it's just like, you know how like when a family member dies and you have to go to their house to clean up? That's what it looks like. <laughs> so this is a world-renowned place, House of Guitars, and it's just a shit show. And it's like, if, you, if you're trying to find a CD, yes, they have it. They have that CD. But no one knows where the fuck it is. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Well, so... Speaking of where the fuck it is, um, where can people find your Kickstarter? <laughs> and um, not only that, like, can you tell us a little? I mean, I'm aware of some of the all of the levels from reading through, but like, can you tell us some of the 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 levels? Like, what you get? Like, I got the one I had to get, guys. I need a, a physical comic in my hand, made of paper. And I was like, I'm I'm gonna keep scrolling till it says it, and it did. And I was like, here we are. <laughs> but uh, I'm very excited to have that in my hand. But you said digital copies. You got all different levels. So first, where do we find your Kickstarter? Secondly, what are some of the levels? Yeah, so you can find us on Pursuit of Plastic at uh, on Kickstarter. Um, so just search for that, or it's under my name, uh, Casey Balker, if you look that way too. But um, or DFAT Comics. And some of the tiers, we've got t-shirts. We've got, you can put your face in the comic as a character. You can actually get your own action figure uh, made. That is a tier as well. Um, you can get a soundtrack. Uh, you can get music to listen to as you peruse the comic. And stickers and all sorts of fun stuff like that as well. So... Something for everybody. That's cool. Actually, I didn't know you could do that whole face thing. Yeah, we definitely that... want people's faces. Yeah. <laughs> yes, give them your face. <laughs> yeah. um, hey, it sounds like you it get my face a... for free. <laughs> it sounds like it'd be a really great holiday gift, actually. Yeah. You know what? We have done that in other Kickstarters in the past, where it was a Christmas gift. Was hey. You know, you can see your, I, like one of my friends, it was like her her brother was a huge comic book fan and she got her brother and her sister-in-law in the comic as characters. So, yeah, we'll do that. That's cool. That's cool. I like that. Awesome. Sweet. 
Awesome. So, um, Dan, do you have any final questions? Anything else you want to know from these these two guys? Uh, no, I, I did just want to mention that I found your Kickstarter pretty easily through Facebook. So, you know, it, however you want to look it up. D- yeah, yeah, F- Facebook too. D-F-A-T, D-Fat Comics on Facebook. And it, it's a pretty sure thing that you'll hit right to that Kickstarter. And just to be clear, you have to raise the money first. Then you can start the process of printing and, and actually handing out these orders to people, right? That's correct. Yeah. That was, that's how I missed, uh, misanswered your question earlier. <laughs> as I explained, okay. uh, <laughs> <laughs> I explained to everyone what Kickstarter was. But yeah. We're going to edit you entirely out of this. Awesome. Story. Awesome. <laughs> just, just, just bleep, bleep, bleep like I went on a rant or something. Um. No, Kickstarter is one of those. There are other ones, uh, say like Indiegogo, um, where it's kind of, you get the money anyhow and you just continue to do it. But Kickstarter does, like you set a time period, you hope for the funding, you work hard to do it, and that's and that's at the end of the day. Okay. It's all or nothing. That's it, all or nothing. Okay. So I have a final question. Um, in terms of comic books, you know, are there any aspirations with this, or is this purely fun? For instance, do you guys see a possibility of a future in making a... Like, this isn't your first comic. Defect Comics is starting to become its own comic network. I, I don't know if that's the real word to use. Imprint. Imp, okay. Imprint? That's the term? Yeah, indie revolution. Indie imprint. That's right. Okay, well, you're... So, you're... It's like, yeah, it's like your own line. Um, you know, is this with purpose? Is this just having fun? Is it a mixture of those things? What's the end game? Always the White House. Unless there's none. What? The White House. That's your end game, isn't it? If it if it has to be, yes. Um, <laughs> always be creating. Um, you know, Casey has done a lot of awesome work with Defect Comics, you know, getting hollowed off the ground with two issues, uh, working with our friend Ruben Romero on Inferi. And now this is my first Kickstarter, my first comic I've written. Um, and so we, we teamed up. We wrote what we knew. We're, we've been best friends for most of our lives. So we decided to bring all that to the, to the funny books. And this, this book has a future. It has, uh, we wrote the first issue, and it ended up being so long that it's actually the first two issues. So uh, mm-hmm. we have the next one lined up. We have, we're world building um, and just trying to, create all these different toy worlds that pay homage to uh, the toys that you grew up with, uh, along with the cartoons you watched when you were a kid. So we're going to try to deliver that whole nostalgia um, and fun world to to the readers. Interesting. And I, I do want to mention that behind Chris, even though he has a blurry background, it's clear there's an industrial-sized shelf filled with <laughs> plastic toys. It that has that <laughs> Rocco for some reason has not figured out he needs to get behind the camera as well because he has oh, a sick, to... sick collection. And by sick, I mean like ill, he is not right. <laughs> yeah, something's leaking out of him. He's much health, he's much healthier <laughs> than me, trust me. Uh, it hurts. <laughs> oh dear, <laughs> no, but uh, that's awesome. That's that's all that's freaking great um i have to say um chris what you said about uh it you know being the the toys and like shows we grew up with and just kind of looking at the artwork i mean besides the fact that i know you guys i actually like was like 
genuinely interested. <laughs> like I, I want, I want to know about this. I want to read about it. And and I hope that there are, are more issues. Um, so, you know, uh, I'm, I can't, I'm, I'm hoping you hit your goal and I can't wait for it. And I can't wait to have the comic in my hand and, and to read it through. So just, you know, thanks to the both of you for freaking being here and telling us about this. We really appreciate it. Thank you for having us. It's always a good time to be on the podcast. Look at your, both of your beards, wishing I could grow my own and, you know, just learning a little bit about life and love and the pursuit of plastic. <laughs> uh, very, very well said as Dan very creepily plays with his beard. Yeah. I don't, can you stop doing that? Just, just stop. <laughs> this is just what I do. You know, the first time I saw your logo, I, I knew that I probably could fit in uh, into an episode. And after that first one, I, I felt at home. So I, 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 I thank you, my bearded brothers. We welcome you with Always. open beards. With open, <laughs> yes, with open beards. Casey, you're, you're, you can come too. Thanks. I'll glue some pubes on and I'll be right there. Fan. I'll send you my fallout. Oh, God. Sweet. Um, with that All right, you want to... We're gonna yeah, we're gonna do a break. When we come back, everybody's favorite part of the show, fuck you. And this time you you're gonna get a full on foursome. Fuck you. Oh boy. So you're about to get some fuck you all over your face and chesticles. We'll be right back. Feelings will be hurt. We'll be right back. From the far reaches of the galaxy to an internet location near you. We're Don'tForgetATowels.com, your daily source for geeky pop culture news, reviews, interviews, and so much more. So as you're hitchhiking your way through the universe, don't forget to travel safe, and don't forget a towel. F, F, in the A, F in the A with a D. That's not mine again, sorry, just had to do it. Uh, folks, this okay. is the FU section. You you all know what it means. We're just going to say fuck you to a particular person, thing, place, or feeling. I, I don't know. Um, anything is our target, so look the fuck out, okay? Um, I'm deliberating here on which one I want to go with, so I'm going to hand it over to Rocco. Why don't you start us off? I'll start us off. Okay, I got a good one. Um, so there's a fucking... There's two cats that live in my in my yard um and (laughs) like they're always walking around my yard like but there's a there's a certain like i i belong here kind of like bullshit now there's only cat one cat i've ever loved and i hate all other cats i just i don't like cats but party may he rest in peace is the only cat i truly ever loved it was dan and i's cat when we lived together yeah. Um, and I loved that cat. He thought he was a dog at times, and that's why I enjoyed him so much. He loved the water. Anyway, um, so these two cats, they, they're just always in my yard, and I have to chase them out, and I, I hate that, and I just it's too much work. Um, and then this is the worst part. The neighbor kids come into my yard on my property to acquire the cat or to play with the cat. And, and I have multiple times told these children to not be on my property. I don't want the children on the property. There's no, there's no reason they should be on the property. And I, I hate, I hate it. Is this the dirty people next door? 
It is. It is. And and as oh I'm God. doing this, my security cameras just got tripped. I'm looking down at my security camera, and the goddamn cat just walked by. So, I'm, so the I'm cats are, are setting right off the, the camera. Yes, they set off the security system constantly. Oh no! So, is it, so do you? Where do you think the cats belong? Is it next door? Well, they said that it's their cat, but it's an outdoor cat. I said, "Congratulations! I'm going to call animal control, and I'll have that. I'll have it just taken care of." Congratulations! <laughs> like, you know, it's like this. If we lived in the country, like if we lived in the middle of nowhere, like I get it. I get your outdoor pets. I understand that. It makes sense. Yeah. I live in a small suburb, like. I don't want the cat shitting in my garden. I don't want the cat around at Mm. all. If I want a cat, guess what? I'll go get a fucking cat. I'll get the fucking cat, okay? Get a BB gun, dude. I'm not going to shoot the cat, Dan. I'm not. I I thought about it. It crossed my mind. But I just, I can't hurt a small animal. I can't. I just, I'm unable to do it. You are a sick man, Dan, and you will. But I won't do it. So fuck you to this trespassing pussies get the fuck off my property okay i don't know what it is that you want one of them got under the kitchen window today during the day and was just meowing (laughs) and i had to close the window it's hot i wanted to open the window you know to keep the cat away what violent rage a A dog seriously the wife has thought about it we've thought about it so so that's my fuck you and i'm sticking to it all right, buddy. Thank you. That was very nice, Chris. Please, you you just look like you're foaming at the mouth. I am. I or is am that normal? Always. Um, it's it's kind of normal. I gotta I gotta carry like a paper towel with me a lot of time. Um, like an old man, and then crumple it up and stuff it in your pocket. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I use my I use my sleeve actually. I don't wear sleeves anymore. It's too hot here. But you know, okay. I've been thinking about this topic. And what I want to say, but honestly, it just comes down to fuck tax evasion, man. That's it. Mm -hmm. And this week has been a big eye opener. We knew what the truth was. And it's just it's it's messed up because these people in this this country who make this money are not they're not paying their fair share of taxes. Well, I at the end of the year are getting an extra six hundred dollar bill that I got to pay or it gets compounded. So it just blows my mind about the inequality of 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 what has happened in this country wealth. in four years in wealth and and the fact that somebody like Donald Trump can put a tax law in that benefits very rich people but lets people like like all of us pay more i just i don't get it fuck tax evasion yeah and furthermore anybody that avoids paying taxes legally or non-legally doesn't support the troops i said it and it's true that's it yeah. Okay, succinct. I think. Thank you, Chris. Casey, I'll I'll leave it to you. This is going to be a little bit of a hot button topic here, but I'm. Oh, we don't. Say we don't it. do those. We don't do those. Yeah, I'm, I'm, show, I'm just gonna I'm end just gonna show come. now. I'm sorry. I hate to do this to your followers and all your hundreds of tens of listeners, but this is it. Very true. Yeah, fuck people who don't like Avatar, the movie. <laughs> Here's the thing. I feel the, attacked. The movie made so much money. Yeah. Billions of dollars. Right. And yet, 10, 11 years later, people 
act as if it was just a memory, just a just a fart in the wind to them, as if they didn't go to the theater countless times. I didn't mm-hmm. sit in IMAX, watch it over and over again, buy the fucking cereal boxes filled with blue cat people. Like they did it. It mm-hmm. doesn't just make that much money off of a whim. And you know, everyone who mm. pretends that they didn't love Avatar, well, I'm sorry, but fuck you. You did, because you gave it money. And I forever will wear my Avatar tattoo. It's not even one of the blue people. It's that guy in the wheelchair. That's the tattoo, because he was the real hero of the movie. And, um, and that's it, man. Like, just fuck those people. I, I, paid, I paid to leave the theater. Yeah. Okay, fair. No, I'm kidding. I, I don't know. I, I, I feel like I feel like it, there was a lot of hype around that movie because James Cameron was the fucking man. He was had a huge hit with yeah. Titanic. And I don't know if there's anything in between, but Avatar was just painted as being this, the biggest movie that had spent the most money on production. It was insane. The CGI was going to be off the charts. I mean, people were bored to death. There was no serious thing going on in the world. So that people were like, okay, we're being told we have to go see this. So they did. Now, yes, there's plenty of people that went back more than once. But I think there's a lot of people in my pool that saw it and went, well, it's not a bad movie, but I don't really care to see it again. I didn't see it once. I don't think I've ever seen it all the way through. And that's just because I, it's the same thing with Game of Thrones. It took me years to get to Game of Thrones because of the hype around it. Mm. I'm sorry. I, it's not that I don't like the show. I don't like your fans. <laughs> Walking Dead is the same The same response I had. It's just, oh, my God. I, I do, it's not that I don't like the show. I can't stand your fans. Are you watching The Walking Dead? If not, you should kill yourself. Don't get me like, started. But, again, that's that's what Avatar, uh, I mean, I don't know. I thought it was Fern Gully. But, anyway. Um, that's a good movie, too. I don't know what your problem is. Yes, but I, that's, Fern Gully was good. So what I love, wolves. So is John Carter of Mars. So oh, they're all good. They're yeah, all the same. The they're all great. <laughs> so, Casey, I loved your fuck you because yeah. it was just so personal to me. And yeah. thank you, thank you for that. <laughs> that was very, that was very good. Anytime. Poignant, really. Yeah. All right, listen. Um, so I'm gonna. This one's a big one, but it, it's it's topical because um, of what's going on right now. But it's oh, a fuck God. you to to the state of Montana. Yes, the entire state of Montana. <laughs> and this the conservative attitude of not even having traditional mailing addresses, like street names and numbers for like where you live. Oh, I see um, this. I read about apparently, this. Apparently, there's something like uh, only 59% of the residents there having access to broadband internet. Um, they complain about the census and not being able to get uh, the foreman, but you're still living in the 1800s. Like Montana is just this this giant open area of conservative. Like we don't do what the fuck we're told. We're American. We don't give a fuck. We don't have to have <laughs> we don't have to have mailing addresses. No, like they they don't even have like mailboxes on their house because their house is in the middle of nowhere and they don't want to be known. Like to when people say get off the grid. They're talking about Montana. <laughs> and so yeah. with this whole motor, uh, motor mail-in voter stuff, 
they're going to have a significant problem with voting for the president. Because, like I just said, only 59% of the state has access to the fucking internet. Huh. And the rest of them don't even have legitimate mailboxes. Do you know how people used to get their mail back in the 1800s? You're going to tell us. It would be sent to, like, saloons and, like, hotels and shit. So, like, if they knew someone was, like, staying in the area near the, you know, near the saloon or the hotel, you would just walk in there and be like, hey, is there any mail for me? Yeah, Dan, we've all played an RPG before. Thanks. Oh, I didn't. I haven't, because. <laughs> but isn't that insane? It's 2020. Yeah, it's 2020. I mean, it is in some parts of the world. <laughs> right. And this is America. Well, here, here's my thing about it. If, if, if his followers listened to him last night, they're going to go down to their polling place. So right. there shouldn't be any problem with mail-in voting in Montana at all. I don't even want to hear it from them. Yeah, Not from exactly. you. I, I like your story, but fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there you have it, folks. Fuck you, Montana. Damn. I hope. Yeah. I hope there's some proud boys at my polling place just so I can turn my camera on my phone and just start making fun of someone relentlessly. Yeah. Please do. And I'm just going to be like, like, there's no way you're going to pull this trigger because you're in upstate New York and you're a fucking pussy. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just, please, you know. Oh, anyway, gentlemen, thank you again for being with us today. Um, I would love for one of you to shamelessly again plug all of your creativeness, everything, because there's a lot. Please plug away. Go ahead. Chris, it's you. It's your turn. Uh, spiel time, huh? All right. Yeah. So you can uh, you can find us at don'tforgetatowel.com. Casey and I have been running that website for the last eight years. Uh, news, other geekly things. It is the landing page for DFAT Comics. So you can find out all about that. And also our podcast network. Casey and I do a show called Towelite Talk. It's our news. Uh, and also where Pursuit of Plastic lives on the internet. So we do a little segment about toys within that podcast. Uh, Rocco, you're part of our Star Warriors roundtable discussion. We do that Ooh. about once a month. We have a great time with that. Um, and Casey, you want to you wanna go a little bit deeper on uh, DFAT Comics uh, spiel? I'll go as deep as I can possibly go. That's what um, she said. Yeah, Samuel L. Jackson style, Deep Blue Sea. You can go on uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Don't Forget a Towel or DFAT Towel. And of course, you can find the Kickstarter for Pursuit of Plastic on Kickstarter at Pursuit of Plastic. Or as Dan found us on the dark, dark web of Zuckerberg uh, mm. as well. You can That's find right. us at DFAT Comics. Awesome. Awesome. And uh, for any of that, too, you did just hear the DFAT commercial um, <laughs> right before we got into this segment. So uh, please. I know. Right. Yeah. The one you sent me anyway. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yes, please check them out. Uh, Critical Mass also finds a little home uh, on that website. And oh, yeah, uh, they do. Yeah. we love we love it's cozy. We have a cozy little vacation spot on, on your website. So, <laughs> so thank you for that. Um well, Dan, what? Who else? We got to thank the Genesee Beard Company because yes. they're awesome. So please buy their, just buy their products. Just I'm not gonna go into it. Just go into a store and buy the product. Um, 
we want to, uh, you know, thank the guys uh, again, that DFAT. We want to thank who's uh, not, Insensitive Culture Podcast. Yes. Guys, thank you. We love you. Um, if you're listening to Insensitive Culture, uh, you're, you, you should be smiling all the time because they're fucking hilarious. And I love guesting on that show. So thanks to them. Um, but that's it. I got nothing else. So uh, thanks, everyone, for joining us today. Thanks, guys. Thank, thank you. you. All right. Part, party on, Wayne. Bye. Party.